Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 156. 156. One fine stick. One, one fine stick. That's, yeah, when I said 156, that's what it sounded like to me. Is that, so, that's the mnemonic device you, you use to remember the number 156, because whenever you're counting up that high, it just kind of, that's the one you get stuck on. That's correct, yes. Yeah. I need a, a rhyming uh, mnemonic for every number yeah. past about you 100. You need Cockney rhyming slang for every number past 150. <laughs> exactly, for every even number past 150. Yeah, because the odd ones are easy to remember. Yeah, exactly. This is not just a podcast about relatively high numbers. This is also a podcast about computational creativity. Wow. What do you do you want to tell me about that? Oh, and what sure. it's called, Let's, the podcast? Yeah. The so this podcast is called Robots on Typewriters <laughs> still. That was named by us. But it's a podcast about computational creativity, about using uh computers, using algorithms, machine learning, AI, uh calculators. Um, calculators sometimes for all those numbers we talk about yeah to to save a number as large as 156 using all those things for creative ends to make art and music and jokes and uh podcasts is there an ai generated podcast yet not yet but probably generated podcast entirely i trained a robot on a thousand hours of podcast typewriters (laughs) I made a robot listen to a thousand hours of the Joe Rogan experience. Oof. <laughs> um, clickbait title there. Uh, yeah. And on this podcast, we have two segments, both of which were not named by us. Well, they were kind of named by us. They were named by a random generator, uh, but it was it was meant to help us rather than to just name things for us. That is, we, we let it generate a bunch of names and we picked a good one. And that's how a lot of computational creativity works because a lot of times it's robots and people working together. On our first segment, the zesty hat, we highlight some computational creativity from around the internet. And in our second segment, the trashy toy, we play a computationally creative game, often of our own creation. And this week, since I'm doing the intro, that means it's my turn to wear the zesty hat. And it's actually more of a zesty mailbag today. Uh, I love a zesty really, mailbag. Well, you, you have to really put on the little like postman hat when you when Ooh. you open the mailbag. Yeah, and it's like a it's not just a mailbag. It's like one of them like messenger bags, so you do oh. kind of wear it. Um, because right, it's yeah. it, it doesn't need to be like a big postal sack kind of thing. No, we don't get we don't all get that, that much, much mail. mail. Yeah, we get like two documents, which is exactly what a messenger bag is designed to fit. fit. Yeah, two Um, documents. (laughs) And lucky for us, uh, we got our two documents. So our messenger bag is full and it's time to report on it. Um, (laughs) I feel a little bit bad that we're only just getting to this now, that this episode is coming out in April and this stuff was sent to us in early February, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, We got two different uh, very creative um, pieces of fan mail from two of our most creative and most engaged fans. That is, uh, first off, I got an email from Joe Isham. Well, we got it. It was sent to the robots. I straight up almost just typed Joe Rogan into my email search phone. The, no, the the zesty hat, a.k.a. J-I-E, the Joe Isham experience. <laughs> uh, we got an email called Tab-O-Rama. 
And we got a little tweet. I, the tweet really piqued my interest when we first got it uh, ages ago now, um, which was something like, I, I made something in TechSynth and uh, some other programs for you. It's a little bit complicated, so I sent it as an email. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> what? What is this creation <laughs> that could only be sent via email that's too big or complex for a tweet? So Joe decided to write a commercial um, just using the prompt, we interrupt this program. So he wrote a commercial using text synth. Text synth. He just wrote, uh, we interrupt this program and let text synth go ahead and write. And text synth is uh, formerly known as talk to transformer, where you just write something and let GPT-2, a large language model. Um, I think I think it's actually GT- GPT-J now, the big- Oh, who is um, that? GPT-3. It's like the open source GPT-3 um rip off thingy not oh. rip off but you know inspired by <laughs> yeah. it's a, a big old large language model mm-hmm. that lets uh lets you start a prompt and lets uh gpt the large language model a, a big piece of ai trained on all the text on the internet just go ahead and write for you so joe wrote we interrupt this program and gpt wrote to give you a word from our sponsor general foods maker of the popular soft the most popular soft drink in the world tab Music, Taborama Bop Boo. <laughs> Newscaster. The first time I tasted Tab, I was in fifth grade. I must have downed at least a liter of the soda, and from then on, I drank as much of the beverage as I possibly could. Um, it goes on. It goes... <laughs> there's there's a bit of uh, back and forth, and like uh, it's a long infomercial for Tab Soda, but then yeah, it also I, says... I love the idea of this being like a, a like three-minute television spot. <laughs> Yeah, like it's not just a commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's like paid programming. Like they have they have a whole block of TV reserved for it. Um, and then the narrator, narrator says, the Tab people don't just make soda. They also make a line of breakfast foods like Tab-O-Rama. And then a man says, there's nothing on earth that compares to Tab-O-Rama. You know it's Tab-O-Rama when you hear it. The people who make Tab-O-Rama are serious about their product. Uh, it goes on to describe that Tab-O-Rama is some kind of breakfast sandwich. Um, it's kind of a brilliant long spot about Tab and Tabo-Rama, uh, which apparently are a breakfast sandwich and soda. So using from there, from this script for an infomercial, Joe also fed the the line, a can of Tab and Tabo-Rama breakfast sandwich to nightcafe.studio. Nightcafe.studio is a website where you can interact with GANs, generative adversarial networks, those little... Um, AI uh, machine learning models that are both good at generating images and also good at telling whether an image is real or not. So the two little AIs fight with each other until they make really realistic looking uh, pieces of imagery. But on Night Cafe Studio, it uses some of the more stylistic uh, GANs that make things more like art instead of like photorealistic photos. So there's this like pop art picture of a can of soda and like a a metal like you know tinfoily microwavable container of food where we have to imagine a taborama sandwich is is nested <laughs> hiding yeah so we got both the the script about tab and taborama but also the image of what they look like tab does look like it's just trying to cheat uh cheat off of coca-cola's homework and changing the answers just a little bit um, the breakfast sandwich, I wish we could see, but it's under tinfoil. <laughs> Just have to believe it's there. Yeah, I think it's 
like all uh, fast food breakfasts, it's actually best not to see it. It's best for yeah, you to imagine a breakfast exactly. sandwich. Like the tinfoil tells you it's going to taste good, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the makers of Tabo-Rama want you to be imagining the best breakfast mm-hmm. sandwich you ever had because you are not going to see that when you open the tinfoil. <laughs> uh, but also, Joe used text synth to write uh, lyrics to a jingle and then put those lyrics into Mellow Bites, which I was not familiar with, actually. Me neither. Uh, and got the actual jingle. So Mellow Bites is music inspiration apps. It seems like it's a big uh, collection of all sorts of computational creativity from um, from generators for chord progressions to uh, lyric, uh, lyric writing helpers. I think that's probably GPT-type stuff. Um, some random lyric generators, random word generators, rhyming generators, uh, but also um, can things like converting images to videos with music or converting oh, images wow. to songs or AI text detection in images. So there's all sorts of um, really cool AI computational creative stuff here on Mellowbytes. Um, so Joe used Mellowbytes AI music to... Yeah, to make an actual jingle out of the text yeah. and lyrics he sent. And he sent an MP3 of this, like, what sounds like, I don't know, like 80s, like Bon Jovi-ish hair metal kind of music. Yeah, it's like And ominous. a really robotic <laughs> voice, like, croaking out, Tabo-rama. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, I saw, I see the word jingle. And when I hear the yeah. word jingle, this isn't exactly the type of music no. I imagine I'm going to hear. And it, it is, like... There is it's it's dark. It has like a very. I, I dark imagine you're gonna tone. you're gonna splice a little bit in. Oh, here for sure, for the audience yes. to hear that. Yeah, this is if this ad came on. If it was a three minute spot of like nonsense about this breakfast, and then this like cursed song. Yeah, this um, feels like the kind of thing like you see when you're like you wake up in the middle of the night as a kid yeah. and you turn on the TV and it like stays with you forever and ever. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like a white whale that you're always trying to ask people, yeah. like, did you ever see when you were a kid that weird breakfast sandwich commercial <laughs> and people yeah. do not know what you're talking about? Yeah, so for that bit of uh, nightmare fuel, <laughs> but also sort of nostalgia, um, I, I give lots of thanks to Joe. He is yes. a, a frequent contributor of creative content, and this is like th- this is really something that we... Uh, aspire towards when we make our games sometimes um sometimes we just try to like quit play a quick game of ai dungeon because it's easy (laughs) but sometimes when you can like loop in a bunch of different pieces of computational creativity make a bunch of tools use each other's outputs as inputs um you get chaos like this and it's really fun yeah so joe thank you so much for tabo-rama thank you joe and that's one of the two documents in my uh, little <laughs> messenger bag. But I also have another one, and that's a tweet that we got on Valentine's Day from Marissa, one of our other most frequently interacting with us online fans. And Marissa said, happy Valentine's Day. Here's a 2,000-word coffee shop AU fluff Ugh. for the main ship from my favorite super niche comedy podcast, Robots on Typewriters. And yeah, this is a archive of our own link of a fanfic shipping Jack and Maximilian. Absolutely incredible that we have it's, inspired a fanfic. It, like, I, I, I am not exaggerating when I say this is like my 
lifelong dream to have made something that now exists on AO3 as a work and like my fucking bullshit characters are now like a clickable link on AO3. Like this is unimaginable to me in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was a bit softer than this praise with my words from my work Twitter account. Um, I said I'm incredibly proud, but what I meant to say, what I considered saying is I am more proud that our silly podcast has inspired fanfic than I am of any kind of career work (laughs) achievement, like any paper I've been a part of or anything, Uh, because that's just like a bunch of nerds read it and then forget about it. But this means we made something that people actually like care about and feel something about and like want to be more part of. Um, So yeah, incredibly proud and flattered that we got a a 2000 word fanfic yeah um so i think to do it some justice we need to read some of it i would love to read some of it and and this is great i feel like one of the great things about jack and maximilian is that they are two characters that are voiced by both of us so it's, it's a very easy thing to to um to act out um i will yeah i feel um, like that's I, I didn't really think about that but i i feel like we couldn't really have a good ship of two of our characters that one of us voices both of them because it's just so <laughs> we both have some real struggles in trying to do dialogue with oneself right it's a lot easier to work off someone else for improv right um so i will we should um Read the so this is a it's a coffee shop AU which um if you're not familiar with the trope it's a big trope in fan fiction of just kind of taking characters from uh you know a work and plugging them into a kind of like coffee shop rom com situation and so in this fic um Jack is working at a coffee shop which I really just love the idea of it's kind of the the thing about like a coffee shop AU is it's like the suspension of disbelief that like this guy would ever be working in a coffee shop um and so I just wanted to give that backdrop but I how just do you, I control mean- <laughs> left soy because I really needed to see if Jack ever is like oh yeah it's a vegan soy latte um no, not quite. There was the way Ruth does get mentioned, so maybe that's a an oblique <laughs> reference. Um, I uh, I'm glad to read the the like narration if you wanna if you wanna do it that way. You can also because the dreamer yeah. is also a character. I don't know if he pops up. We can do like this first kind of like section of it. Yeah, um, that, perfect. Okay, so right, uh, large oak, half calf, two and a half sugar, shot of cannab caramel, and hold the foam, of course. Jack sighed deeply to himself the moment his customer turned their back to him. As much as he knew that he needed this side gig to get by in this economy, not to mention to keep the family business afloat. <laughs> God, how he wished that he could bite the hand that was keeping him back. <laughs> not that biting hands was anything new for Jack, per se, but the appetite he was getting from having to listen to the fifth inheritance-loaded teen of this morning going through their laundry list coffee order from off their brand new iPhone rivaled even the most gruesome days back at the factory. With all due respect to the all-too-familiar worlds of blood and gore, a few weeks of front-of-house work had him unshakably convinced that this was the truest form of hell. His feet were tired, his style was cramped, his charm was snapped, was sapped. <laughs> <laughs> the single thing salvaging his miserable workday was that at least he hadn't had to deal with. Well, hello there. Jack bit his tongue almost as hard as he would have bitten anyone else's. Jinxed. 
Hey, Maximilian. Jack. Maximilian exclaimed after a surreptitious glance at his cafe-branded name tag. What a lovely surprise to see you today. It wasn't a surprise at all, Jack knew. Maximilian had been in just about every Wednesday morning for what felt like months. For some reason, Jack could never seem to trade away this particular shift. Surely not because certain regulars don't know how to order a cup of coffee order a coffee without hours of idle chatting, and he was clearly more interested in Jack's company than his coffee. Pleasure is all mine, he replied through lightly gritted teeth. Can I get you the usual? Oh, not today, darling. I was actually hoping to switch things up a little. Maximilian started, and Jack felt his hopes of a quick and painless order being crushed under Maximilian's tastefully sequin-studded heel. After what felt like a full half-hour of special requests, changed minds, outrageous tangents, and countless repeats of, but do still make sure it's low-fat, darling, Maximilian finally sauntered over to his usual window-side table and left Jack to quietly mourn the utter waste of a morning in front of the milk steamer. God, to never have to take another of Maximilian's orders again, he thought to himself while the low-fat soy milk bubbled up ferociously around the steamer spout, as if sharing his frustration. Clearly not yet satisfied with the amount of suffering Jack had been through so far this morning, a stray drop of scalding hot milk jumped out of the stainless steel mug and straight onto Jack's hand. He winced, even as his hand stayed steady. He was professional, after all, and looked down at the reddening spot where the droplet hit. Served me right for letting all my nice gloves get so stained, he figured. His eyes drifted over to the CF insignia ring that always adorned his middle finger, and and a thought suddenly popped into his mind. Maximilian clearly wasn't anyone of particular importance, but he seemed well-off and well-nourished enough, and there was not a doubt in Jack's mind that his charms would work wonderfully on him. All the signs of a perfect mark. Maybe, just maybe, he could kill two tropical birds with one stone. Hey, dreamer, mind covering the register for just a minute? Jack waved his colleague in from the break room with one hand while pouring the steamed milk into a prepped takeaway cup with the other. The dreamer, all too happy to show their face now that Maximilian had been dealt with, hurried over to the customer. Hurried over to the counter. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I have a duty. It's system of abstract thought. Inside there is a satisfaction. They chirped in their usual monotone cadence. Glad to hear it, Jack replied. He quickly untied and took off the green and white apron he was wearing over his most casual three-piece suit, slid the family ring off his finger for appearance's sake, grabbed the cup, and headed straight for Maximilian's table. Um, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, wow. I am so glad that our characters uh, made it into a fanfic, but also made it into a fanfic that's, like, so lovingly done and so, so, like... So well done. Like, it... Like... It blows me away, like, the tone of, like, Jack's internal monologue and, like, the wittiness is unreal. It's so, so fucking good. Yeah, writing our characters uh, (laughs) as well or better than we write them on the fly. (laughs) Way more thought clearly went into this representation of Jack than anyone I've ever done. It's actually a wonder that we've put together a coherent enough character for either of these guys in right. our uh, attempts right. that we got something out of this. Oh, yeah. I, 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 Marissa, I can't thank you enough for, for writing this. And, yeah, and truly just, like, the care that you clearly put into this is so, like, in, like it's just 
so lovely to me. Yeah, beyond uh, just the like the story itself, so lovingly written, and then all the notes around it to like make sure people who don't know this (laughs) podcast or this ship can like comfortably come in and read it, like pumping our tires a little bit of saying that you like the podcast so much. It's it's so nice. I know, yeah, and and so that was not all of it. Um, I really, really urge you go read the rest of it. It, it, like it comes out incredibly sweet. Like there's just there, it's like so. Um, it's it's a beautiful little like connection between two people, which is so silly when you think about who like these people are just like weird fuckers that we made up. Um, so I yeah, very much go. Uh, you can um. It's hard. It's kind of hard to find. Like Ao3 doesn't have great like links, but um, we'll link it in the notes. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. We'll definitely link it in the notes, and um, it's we definitely retweeted it on Twitter, so you can yeah. go uh, go see it there as well. Um, and yeah. the tags very uh, very Tumblr esque. The the final tag is like uh, glory days <laughs> of Tumblr, like long inside <laughs> joke, beautifully written in the tags. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it unsaid in case uh, yeah. anyone who actually listens and like follows the characters here has not seen this and wants to see it. It also, now that I, I forgot about the tags, the fact that it's also had to be tagged references to cannibalism. Fluff and humor references to cannibalism. <laughs> oh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, thanks so much. I yeah, yeah can't can't be more proud that we've inspired such uh, such thoughtfulness but also such absolute madness (laughs) yeah that's your mailbag and your little mail person hat uh set aside then it sounds like it is time for our trashy toy um and uh, we are going to actually get back to Jack and continue an adventure that we started a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, we did an AI dungeon where we um, kind of followed uh, uh, Joshua Wilkinson, our our um, intrepid kid detective, in his uh, very confusing quest to take down Peter V's and also Jack. Um, maybe. I we, we really kind of had a hard time getting out of him exactly what it is he's up to. Um, and we uh, weren't left with many, many answers and I think more questions than we uh, even <laughs> thought we'd have. Um, so uh, we are going to, we're going to get back to that and um, figure out if we can if we can do anything to help Joshua take down take down Jack and the and the gourmet family once and for all or even start that process, I don't know. So um yeah, we Justin and I were playing ourselves in this adventure. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what all happened here. So like yeah, so Jack framed Peter yeah. for a murder, Peter beat yeah. me up. There was, Peter beat you up, and on. that was very confusing. It's truly no idea what the motive behind that was. Um, I think he was just a little confused. Um, but yeah, Jack was in my house watching the news, being kind of threatening about like this, you know, th- yeah, this strange murder situation. Um, we found out Peter V's is a Twitch streamer. He streams straight from the the <laughs> he um, streams the Sims straight from the mall <laughs> from the mall uh, food court. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's where we left off and joshua was being very cagey like he would not tell us what exactly it was he was trying to do 
And um, where we, the the last thing we left off on was a, a kind of strange, like, zooming out to what seemed to be, like, a frame story of a guy named Joseph watching TV. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we, we need to follow that. that. Or just undo yeah. it. <laughs> I don't think we need to follow up on that. I feel like we might even want to get rid of it so it doesn't confuse our story because God knows it will. Couldn't agree more. What do you want to do? So, yeah, it left off with us kind of, like, confronting Jack in my apartment. And, uh, uh, yeah, we had just discovered that Jack had framed Peter for this murder and then set a fake sting on him. So where yeah. do you think we should go with this? Well, I think one of the last things Peter told us to do was to go go down to River Road <gasps> and River check Road for Janine's body. That's right. Okay. Then maybe we should just... Let's just... Follow that lead, I guess. We're trusting Peter Peace <laughs> with the intel. Um, I, look, I mean, he's he seems like he's at least on the side of justice that he was. He's he was on the ready side to punch of justice. Actually, no, he's, he's not, not on, the on the side, side of, of justice at all. <laughs> Should it just be the three of us, me, you, and Joshua? Yeah, is Jack okay. even still at your apartment, or did he leave um, now that the news is over? No, I think he's still there, and I guess I'm just gonna. I tried to tell him to get out, but I don't think it worked um yeah okay. we also had the mall security guard with us and i think that was to have some kind of like brawn <laughs> yeah um, well some good that did yeah <laughs> so um i'll just have the three of us go and you know what jack can just fucking stay in my apartment i'll move at this point <laughs> yeah just don't tell your roommate jack will take over your rent <laughs> you know what he could probably afford to pay the whole place so yeah, I mean, he does have like a, a sprawling mansion with just his brother. So then again, he is working in a coffee shop these days. Well, you know, it was it was an a. Have you seen New York rent? <laughs> Justin, Allison and Joshua go down to River Road to investigate for Janine's body. They arrive in a short while. Oh, a new character. <laughs> is this uh, just like the murderer who's still there and we just like walked up on her talking to somebody else? Yeah, it's, maybe she's like... Maybe she knows Jack. I feel like we yeah. need to figure out who she is, yeah, why she's is... covering. I hate having to come up with a new voice. Um... Yeah, I was like, when you didn't speak <laughs> right away, I was like, oh, no, she wants me to voice Amelia. No, I'll do it. I just have to think a second. Uh... We need to move the body, Amelia says, so Janine isn't discovered before the police get here. Um, I'm going to ask. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Um, what, was, what? Can you repeat that? What was that you were talking about? Hi. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Justin says, uh, hi, who the hell are you? Do you know Jack? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> A young man with blonde hair and green eyes looks at you. Wait. <laughs> so there's three, there's like at least three people here or? Um. Maybe this person just, I don't know. Talks weird. Yeah. Yes. His name is Christian. What can I do for you? I ask, uh, do you know Janine? Christian shakes his head. <laughs> Should we be like, uh, so I don't know. You don't know the murderer. Do you know the body? That, um, yeah, who's that body that's right there? Because, <laughs> or maybe, I mean, like, okay, yeah, so we're, is the body here? <laughs> um, that's what it, I took the Amelia, like, I, I, it sounded to me like we walked up on Amelia and Christian, I guess, like, standing around the body being like, we gotta move this before the body's discovered when the police get here. Yeah, that was that was my understanding of the okay. scene. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna ask about the body. So now we have Christian and Amelia, who seem to be doing Jack's dirty He's, work. Yeah, they sound like like textbook henchmen to me. 
Yeah, Christian is the kind of weirdo who sometimes refers to himself in the third person. And Amelia is like the get shit done one, yeah. Yeah. Amelia is Joe Pesci. Christian is that other guy. Uh, Do you know his name? Tim Roth? That is not Tim Roth. (laughs) It is in my mind. (laughs) It is to me. (laughs) Hold on. I got to I cuz I just got to prove that it's not Tim Roth. I don't, I like <laughs> Oh no, Jesus Christ. I looked up <laughs> the picture. That's not him at all. It's Do you think Home time. Alone is full fiction? <laughs> yes. Wait, I didn't even mean Tim Roth. I meant Tim Curry. What? You meant Tim Curry? Oh, you were thinking about Home Alone 2. I was indeed thinking of Home Alone 2. <laughs> and you thought I meant Donald Trump when I said Joe Pesci. Yes. <laughs> who is this i've never heard this of guy's like yeah like I, I no one has ever known his name um uh, i say isn't that janine's body right there christian points to a spot along the river justin takes a deep breath i'm um, now i so christian's pointing randomly in the river and i'm pointing at the body that he's like holding the feet of and i'm like yeah this is janine's body janine's body is in a shallow grave with several, with several other bodies, other bodies. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Tags, references to mass graves. This feels like we've, I, I know we've gotten Joshua in some bad situations before. This like genuinely feels like the worst. Like we have taken this young boy to. <laughs> to a mass murder site. <laughs> Peter, yeah. take Joshua and get him somewhere safe. But Joshua is the one who's still like, there's something he knows that we haven't been able to figure out. Yeah, I feel like we it would be good to get Joshua somewhere safe, but also sending him with just Peter is obviously the wrong choice. Should we um, call like should we call we I mean we don't need more monkeys in this circus, but should we like call do we have any trustworthy characters? Um no, I don't think we do. <laughs> I think we're all right. I think we need to just yeah, figure out what's going on here. Maybe like um <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say maybe we should split up a little bit, but I don't want to leave anyone with just the henchman or with just Peter. Or with Justin. You know what? Maybe Peter can solve this and me, you, and Joshua can go, uh, nah, I don't think that's a good idea either. No, we need to keep talking. We need to keep talking to them. We're we're standing Um, in front of several bodies. Yeah. Um, like, we need to... I don't want to make them, I don't want to give them an out. Like, I don't want to be like, is, are you doing this all for Jack? So they can right. be like, uh, yeah, of course. Right. I said, did someone put you up to this? We will call a mall security guard on you if you don't start talking. Oh, Christian gulps. I, what, what voice did I just do for him? I don't know. I, have no I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I swear, if I were you, I'd start checking the nearby parking lots. I glare at the young man. I think we can let it go because now he's like, yeah. he's saying to start checking the parking lots for bodies, but he's bodies he's getting are nervous. Here, man. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I don't think I need to check the parking lots, dude. I see multiple bodies here. <laughs> okay. You glare at the young man. Do you need a hand with the questioning? I need a hand with a shovel. <laughs> Justin says. I feel like that kind of sounds like something I would say where it sounds <laughs> like it's equipped, but it actually makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> Janine's body is pulled from the grave. Thank God, Justin says. Janine's corpse has several bullet holes to the head. She overdid it with the makeup, Amelia says. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Is that like a quip about like her like handiwork with a gun or like what? Uh, yeah, I'm like, maybe it's like 
she tried to cover up the, the scenes, the, the evidence <laughs> of the crime by p- applying some makeup. She's but. a mortician in her day job. She's Morticia in her day job. She's a, an Adams family reenactor. <laughs> yeah. Um so what do okay, we have Janine's like are we like taking Janine's body in for like investigation? <laughs> like we can't just take the bot. Like Yeah, no. We? I feel like we should call a security guard. <laughs> call a mall security guard. Yeah, well we can't go to the police with this. I don't no. know why we can't, but we can't. I I just I don't think, I I fully believe, I think I said this last time, I think every time we've ever tried to get authorities involved with Jack, he just slips right through the cracks. Like, I'm sure that he's, like, paying them off some, like, you know, he absolutely has ins there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Mall security guards, on the other hand, much more trustworthy. Yeah, well, they're out, they're non-union, right? Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't get to them. You can't infect the whole network. So should we call the, should we call the mall security guard? Yeah. But in the meantime, like, are these guys just going to get away? Um, why don't we... We can just see. Why don't we act? Why don't we do, like, uh, Justin distracts Amelia and Christian with Allison's help <laughs> while Peter calls the mall security guard. Janine is taken to the mall's security office. <laughs> Janine is? They brought this corpse into the mall, like, security guard headquarters? Well, they needed to perform an autopsy. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm all autopsy. Uh, should we follow up on this? Amelia asks. Allison nods. Yeah. Let's do it. So are we going <laughs> to, we're going to, okay, now like this is a, we can now take Christian and Amelia up to like Peter's weird little office and do an interrogation. That's what, yeah, that was my understanding. We're taking them in for questioning. Yeah. That's your quip about like, yeah, uh, yeah I think we're going to follow up. I think we're going to follow up on this. It's amazing uh, how so much of the dialogue feels written by Joss Whedon. <laughs> okay. What, what, okay. Okay. What's our what's our tactic here? Um. Well, we gotta separate them off, and we gotta figure out if Jack gotta is, separate is the Tim mastermind. Roth. We have to. Yeah, we have to tell the other tell each one that the other one already like spilled Rabbit. the beans and like yeah. said that it's all Jack doing this okay. to see if we can get either one to talk. All right. Well, I, it sounds like I'm already in the room with Amelia, so I'll 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 go in on Amelia first. Yeah. Um, I, I in fact I'm assuming this is not Peter's office because there's just not enough room up there. This is actually <laughs> just the mall bathroom. So you're in a stall in the women's <laughs> room with Amelia and me, Peter, and Joshua are uh, like all like encircled at the door of a stall where uh-huh. uh, where Christian is. Okay. Yeah. What should I like? How how much do we want to let? How much do we let AI Dungeon know? No, how much do we let Amelia know? Like, we don't want to. I like we do we, we we want them to admit Jack. You know, right? Like, we don't want yeah, to yeah. In, like insert Jack into the situation. Well, oh, okay. I don't know. We're do we? we're not cops, right? We can plan evidence. No, not that. No, it's like I do. We want them to naturally admit just uh, just okay, to see what yeah. they know, rather than us being like it was Jack, right? And then being like, yeah. no, I think you're right. Yeah, we need to see what they know. We okay. need to. If it's Jack, it, it'll be Jack. But if it goes higher up than that, then sure, whatever. I say, Amelia, we know you and Christian killed Janine. Want to tell me why? Oh, Janine's corpse is thrown over the balcony. <laughs> you, you were the only two that were with her, Amelia says. I was with her the whole time, Christian says. <laughs> Let's go. I think this is just like... Uh, ineptitude of two inept criminals and we're like whoa, whoa, whoa you're not going anywhere I I have typed oh you're not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> who threw Janine's corpse over what balcony the mall balcony 
Like the like uh, upper floor onto like the first floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, we said this is all like overlooking the food court, so I think that makes oh, sense, right? God. But, like, but why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. That's a we'll that's figure a out that question. later. She's already dead. What are we gonna do? All right. So I said, "Oh, you're not going anywhere. You're gonna tell us why you did this. You two don't seem like masterminds. Is someone behind this crime?" Oh my god! It did it hear you? <sighs> I I think it did. Janine's corpse falls into the mall food court. Janine's body splatters into the food court. Coleslaw oh, everywhere. What, uh-huh. what, do, what do we think about this? You know, maybe we'll redo that one. Yeah, I we don't need bodies splattering and the bodies hitting the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Is that that bird? It, that, yeah, that was meant to be that bird. Good. Janine's corpse is taken to the medical office. There should be a tape of Janine's video <laughs> confession somewhere. Let's watch it and get some answers. Okay. Oh, Janine's um, body is right. Peter, up. I don't think Janine, I, I don't think there's a video of her confession. What is she confessing to? She's the corpse. Well, we don't, I, we don't know what she did. I think if he, th- well, let, let's just have him show us this video and see what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess Peter also knows about this because he was also being put up to or being framed for this whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Peter V's shows the video, and this is in script format. Janine, I swear to God, I didn't do it. Justin and Joshua set me up. I've known them for years. (laughs) I didn't kill Janine. I would never... Oh, no, that must be somebody else, you think? Uh... (laughs) Like the quote never ended, but I yeah. Should we just let's let's? I'm gonna hit yeah. it one more time and see if we can get some more. This is why Peter hated me, and why <gasps> maybe this is Joshua. Okay, yeah. And this is why he's been all cagey Weird too. Cagey, yeah. I've known them for years. I didn't kill Janine. I would never do that. Somebody else must have. I don't know who, but I'm certain it wasn't me. I didn't kill Janine. I mean, so right off the bat, I don't think it was Justin or Joshua. Like, I think that's some some bullshit here, you know? Yeah, I feel like this is the difference, like, me and Joshua, that, like, Joshua's, yeah, he's savvy with criminals, but he doesn't know Jack's, he doesn't know Jack. He doesn't know Jack. <laughs> he doesn't know Jack's bullshit, where, right. like, I'm not even trying to mount a defense, because for me and you, this is just clearly Jack yeah. toying with people. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, maybe we should comfort Joshua first. Yeah. Justin says, listen, Joshua, we all know it wasn't you or me. I think we all know who's behind this whole thing. Maybe Amelia and Christian are ready to tell us more. Janine is escorted out of the mall, like in a hearse, I guess. <laughs> you killed her, Amelia says. <laughs> I take that as Amelia being like, oh, you, I mean, what, what, what did she say on There's the tape? The you said it was yeah. Joshua. You were, exactly. What are you going to do? It wasn't us. She said it herself. Maybe we should make them think that Jack gave them up. We could be mm. like, you know, we actually just had a conversation with a colleague of yours who yeah. was ready to say that you did it all. So Yeah, okay. With a, a colleague, a family member. I was going to say employer. Should with Yeah, I think any of these is fine. Okay. Yeah, they're not part of the family. They are no, on the payroll. They do not have signet rings. No, they they are lucky if they have an apron. Yeah. 
I'm just glad Janine's out of the mall now. Yeah, that was just unsanitary, honestly. Um, I say, Amelia, we know that's bullshit. We're in touch with your employer. And you know what he said? He seemed to imply it was the two of you. Jesus. <laughs> this is the video still playing. We thought oh, it ended. Oh, no. Janine collapses in the car. I don't want to die, she says. Janine is dead. This whole thing was a setup. You should have known better. You've been had. Uh, that was narration, but I don't think we've <laughs> been had. I don't think we've been had. <laughs> like, I think we completely understand the setup here. Yeah. I, I've i had the thought of, do we, like, cuff Amelia and Christian and drag them back to my apartment and hope Jack is still there? Yeah, I think that's what we'll need to do. We need we to need, get them all three in the same room. We need room. A, another big confrontation. Like, it's the only way anything gets done with Jack. Yeah. Except, if you, okay. If you cuff Christian, will he have to put up Christian Bale? <laughs> um, here is the other thing I'm thinking. I want to get Jack, like, I need, we need him, like, in the hot seat, you know? <laughs> You're like, say I want to get Jack drunk and see if he starts talking. <laughs> I mean, that does sound fun. Um, <laughs> I- <laughs> see if he starts talking about life. He's probably got so many stories to tell. Right? Yeah. I want to get, I want to, for once in our lives, have the upper hand on Jack. And I don't know how, like, I don't know how to do that. Should we? Okay, wait. Here's an idea. Before we go home, to my home. Yes. What if we give Jake a call? Like, if we, did we try to do this already? I think we might have. It seems familiar trying to, you know, hold Jake hostage over Jack, basically. I don't think, well, we didn't do it in this one because I just control F. Not here, yeah, no. I, I had a, I had a vague memory of, of talking to Jake in this one, but we did not. No, yeah, uh, maybe we can. <sighs> Should we like. You know what, though? It, Jake's all the way out on the farm. And <laughs> where's honestly, that? <laughs> it's it's probably not in New York, right? Fair. But there is someone who lives in New York who I think we might be able to use against Jack. Do you think so? Do you think he gives a shit? Do you think Jack gives a shit about him? <sighs> I've I, never known if it's all real or not. Or like, I just, I don't know. I think this is the gambit we have to play. We have to find okay. out. All right, you want to give him a call? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll do it in narration. <laughs> what, are we, what are we gonna like take him hostage or or what? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just tell him that you're you know you have a a, a bottle of gin that you want to open up. He'll be over in three minutes. Oh no, I meant but like how are we? I mean, uh, yeah, like is it like we're not gonna like use him as leverage over like ja- like. I don't know. Maybe we do. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. We'll, yeah. What when we get him there? What are we gonna like? We're gonna yeah. fucking kill him if you don't start talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. Well, let's just let's have everyone there. I yeah. think a big confrontation is is what you need. I think we've we've tried to have a big confrontation like this once before, but it didn't. It fizzled out because it was we we were involving like ghosts in the spirit world, and I think yeah. Jack just straight up like disappeared into a portal. <laughs> we were like, well, that's over. Yeah, that was like something about their parents or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, we need um, to we need to make sure that Jack like has no way out. The crew isn't getting very far with Amelia and Christian, so they go to more extreme measures. Peter and Joshua bring Amelia and Christian to the Spencer's gift slash mall holding <laughs> cell while Justin and Allison confront Jack at Allison's place, this time with Maximilian Nielsen in tow. You stare at Jack. Jack says 
I'm sorry, but I have to tell you, I'm not the one behind this. It wasn't me. But we caught you red-handed. <laughs> Wait, is that, are you reading something? No, I was, oh. I was doing It Wasn't Me, Shaggy. <laughs> caught you killing in the bathroom. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> All right, at least Jack is playing his part already. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now I, I I think the question still stands. What is Maximilian here to do? Like, is he gonna- I feel like, like we, we talk past Jack. I feel like we just ask Max if he's, like, seen the news. Mm, and, like, if he we, knows we, what's we, going on. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe you can talk to him so yeah. I don't do self-dialogue. I say, Maximilian, have you heard the- have you seen the news lately about the murder that happened on River Road? Jack nods. <laughs> yeah. Janine, this is narration. Janine was Jack's Ooh. girlfriend. Janine is dead. The whole thing was a setup. Um, so this is interesting. This is how we're using leverage. It's not yeah. that Jack's a murderer. It's that Jack had a girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, okay. like, I can see how Jack now. I, I I better understand the setup that it was like trying to make it look like me and Joshua were crazed trying to take Jack right. down. And make it look like we killed his girlfriend. I basically, I also, I really want to talk to Maximilian. I don't know if we've talked to him about this before, but I want to be like, what has, like, in your time with Jack, like, what did he ever, like, try to get you to do? Like, what did he want from you? Yeah. I said to Maximilian, Maximilian, did you know that Jack had a girlfriend? Until, I didn't even know that myself until recently. Jack says. Jack says. <laughs> Oh. I was in love with Janine. I wanted to strangle her. I wanted to strangle her in that parking lot. Janine was supposed to come to the mall by herself, but Janine decided to bring Janine's mom with her. Weird, but <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense. Should we continue? I, I yeah. Wanna, I, I want to see if he'll like, do a villain monologue. I've always wanted him to do a real one. Yeah, could you say this in, into our recorders, please? Janine's mom is the reason Janine is dead. Janine knew I was in love with her and decided to do something about it. Janine threatened to tell Jack that I murdered Janine. That's why Janine had to be killed. Um, <laughs> um, I don't really know what he means by to tell Jack. Yeah, maybe maybe he's just actually feeling some stress and meant to say Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Janine threatened to tell Jake that... Oh, your brother murdered me. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I want Maximilian to, to talk because Jack like, yeah. keeps dominating the conversation. Yeah, every time we try to ask Maximilian something, Jack is jumping in. in. So yeah. he is, we, we do have him a little- He's nervous. Uneasy, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, he's pointed the finger at everyone else. So he's mm -hmm. had me and Joshua framed. He had Peter framed. He had yeah. Amelia and Christian framed. Now he's pointing at Janine's mom. Yeah. He's cornered. He's yeah. running out of stories. <sighs> okay. I, I think I'm just going to do a like a story and say Maximilian says just to like get him to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. say something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maximilian says, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. And I'm assuming he's like trying to leave now, like heading yeah. towards the door. But then a security guard approaches. <laughs> Am I the security guard? Uh, oh, sorry. Wait. I... Oh, sorry, I was reading this backwards. Mr. Spence. Jack nods. The warden will see you now. 
Um, okay, so Is we- Jack Spence an, an alias he goes Yes, by? absolutely. <laughs> okay. What do you think? I wonder, like, the first name might not be Jack. Like, what would be, like, a, a very, like, overt pun where Spence is, like, the <laughs> Mr. X Spence? Yeah, I was like, six Spence. Six Spence. <laughs> six Spence, dude. Should we just let this go and see what happens? Yeah. We're not letting Ma- Maximilian cannot leave. I, I feel like, ma- I, I feel a little bad because I do feel like we've put Maximilian in, like, a bad like he's i feel like he's a little nervous too uh you follow jack into a warden's office a warden says i understand is Uh, this my apartment building like what (laughs) you you live right next to the the warden's (laughs) office a warden says i understand that you have a lot of questions to ask i have a few for you as well jack says of course jack being interviewed by the authorities is yeah is this this is just a fucking setup for him this is like a he basically had the police come and get him out of this Mm-hmm. Jack says, yes, sir. The warden points to two chairs. Sit down and try not to touch anything. Jack sits down. The warden says, uh, we're just like following the situation. <laughs> yeah, let's just see what happens. Uh, the warden says, I can tell you right now that you have three choices. You can attempt to escape. It's a very generous choice to give. <laughs> <laughs> You can try to escape. I'm going to be honest. That choice is on the table. We all know it. We're all thinking it. You can attempt. <laughs> you can attempt to escape, and I will put you on a plane to your home. Is that the so like that's the option and that's the consequence? <laughs> you can try to escape, and I will buy you a first plane, a first class plane ticket home. <laughs> if, yeah, if you try to leave this room, I will help. In I will any make way it possible. way easier for you. So don't test me. <laughs> this is exactly what we thought, that if you get actual cops involved, it's <laughs> right? it's over. And this, I mean, yeah, Jack is like the epitome of a white-collar criminal. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. you can attempt to escape, and I will help you. You can confess, and we will overturn the sentence. <laughs> exactly. You um, can blame someone else, and we'll arrest them. Uh, so the warden continues, it will not be an easy or pleasant trip, and I would not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> there will be at least two layovers. <laughs> But you will have lounge access at every airport. <laughs> yeah, there will be uh, complimentary uh, transfer services, so you don't have to worry about missing your transfer. Uh, and then uh, he still continues, you can attempt to challenge me to a fight, and I will accept. <laughs> <laughs> or you can cooperate with me, and I will say, oh, let that continue. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna read this whole thing over again. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right now that you have three choices. You can attempt to escape, and I will put you on a plane to your home. It will not be an easy or pleasant trip, and I would not recommend it. You can attempt to challenge me to a fight, and I will accept. Or you can cooperate with me, and I will see that you and your friends are transported to a prison in Tennessee. <laughs> I think that's where Jake lives. Like, I think that's it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he's, like, nicely offering, if you cooperate, I'll put you in a prison near your brother. If you try to fight me, game on. (laughs) Um, And maybe that was not as sweet as we thought. Maybe I'll put you on a plane to your home. Like, maybe he's like, you're from hell. I will put you on a plane (laughs) straight to hell. (laughs) Well, I honestly think I was going to say, since we are, I assume we're just kind of, like, witnessing this situation, we've just been allowed to to tag along. Yeah. We need to put a, a stop, to like, we need to step in and be like, whoa, 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 sorry, Warden, but we're taking it from here. 
Yeah, we which we definitely uh, have the authority to do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I actually like placing uh, Jake's farm in uh, in Tennessee. I've always wondered where it was, and now it's nice to know that, it, that yeah, there's an actual for sure. spot for it. Should I say something? Yeah, I think we need to. Okay, I think you should step in and tell the judge, like, or the warden, hold on, this is not how this is going down. Maybe Jack <laughs> will just challenge him to a fight. I know. I was like, or should we just let him? <laughs> It will not be an easier, pleasant trip. <laughs> there will be a crying baby. I've made sure that there will be at least one <laughs> in every row. The in-flight movie will be uh, the not even the good Transformers movie, <laughs> but one of like the mid-2000s ones. You will get complimentary beverages, but only soft drinks. You will have to pay for alcohol. <laughs> um, I say... With all due respect, Warden, Jack is ours to handle. We're taking this from here, and Jack isn't going anywhere. The warden looks taken aback by your blunt response. He says, <laughs> I understand, but it's your job to keep him locked up. And if you release him, it's on you. Th- thank you. All right. <laughs> thank yeah, you. you. Yeah, that's exactly what we cool. wanted to accomplish. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, I want him to talk to Maximilian. Yeah. I, I feel like we need to goad Maximilian again. Yeah. Justin says, Maximilian, has Jack told you about Janine? The warden says... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, The warden says, he has, and it pains me to say it, but he has to die. Jack (laughs) says- Common misunderstanding. The warden's also named Maximilian. (laughs) Uh, Jack says, no, warden, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, don't kill me. The warden sighs. I'm sorry, Jack, but I have to. Jack says- you can't kill me. I'm innocent. The warden says, hey, you are now. <laughs> should I, this should has I, some big like Van Parrish vibes. <laughs> should I let that go? Yeah, Jack let says. them keep talking. <laughs> he has a gavel. Jack says, no, no. I have evidence that can clear my name, but you just have to give me a chance to. The warden slams his gavel on the table. I'm just going to let it keep going. Go for it. I kind of thought he was going to shoot him. Um, <laughs> so the gavel was a little anticlimactic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the warden slams his gavel on the table. Everyone out of the room except for warden and myself. And you as well, Jack. <laughs> Jack stands uh. up. Wait, I like the This is him just like making a joke that he also just referred to himself. <laughs> Jack stands up. I'll give you 10 seconds, Jack. Jack stands up. Um, um, we're, we're not leaving this room. We're not going yeah, anywhere. No. We say no, warden, everyone out of the room ex- except for us. Warden out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> you get out of here, warden. We need to talk to Jack. The warden leaves. Jack looks at you. He looks terrified. I say, Jack, have you told the warden about Janine? Jack nods. <sighs> um... <sighs> What are we, okay, what are we trying to get out here, big picture, you know? I wanted it to to be some kind of like, you know, uh, Jack had this person in his life, Janine, that like he was just trying to use to set up us for right. some murder that he would have to confess to Maximilian. Like, I don't actually care about that girl. I just was using her to kill them and right. I care about you. But right. clearly, he's not ready to say that. No, maybe he, he might not even about... feel that way. Yeah, much as it pains me to say, 
I I don't I mean I feel like in the last times that we've had Jack and Maximilian meet, I I got the feeling that Jack had like it was kind of letting it clear like letting it be clear that he was just trying to use Maximilian, but I think like I feel like Maximilian kind of like disappointed him when he turned out to just be like a ridiculous man, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I thought there was some something between them, but maybe not. I I mean like I don't know. I want, like, yeah, maybe, I want to say that Maybe you were right down. that we should have had Jake come instead of Maximilian. I feel like I botched <laughs> this investigation. That's okay. It happens to everybody. At least we're not, be- we're not worse than the warden. <laughs> <laughs> you have three options. One, leave. Two, fight, fight me, me IRL. <laughs> three, go to prison. <laughs> um. Okay. I really want to get Maximilian to say something. Maybe we need to bad cop it and tell Maximilian, like, obviously you're not wanted here. He's just going to leave if we do that. I'm hoping Jack would be like, wait, no, like, he needs to be here for this or something, but. Okay, I'm saying, Maximilian, we brought you in thinking maybe Jack actually did have a heart, but it seems like he never cared about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> Jack says, wow. Janine was the love of my life. I couldn't kill her, I just... Janine is dead. Janine the narration, is dead. just reminding us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I want to hear what Jack has to say here. I know. Because I, I don't believe that he, like, he did not, like, Janine was not the love of his life. Oh, but I yeah. think we he's, only like, just heard about her minutes yeah. ago. But I do think we've, like, we've backed her, in, backed him into a corner where he, like, all he can do is try to, like, fall back on the lines that he kind of, you know, was relying on. Yeah, these, like tropey stock lines janine is dead the whole thing was a setup jack says i'm sorry maximilian jack says i'm sorry janine's mom walks into the room janine's mom looks upset jack understandable jack looks at janine's mom (laughs) we're just bringing in like a parade of people to shame jack a little bit (laughs) i'm a little worried about Janine's mom like I I don't think she should have been brought here this is not appropriate it's not that I I now that she's coming in here like unprompted I wonder if like Janine's mom is the family member oh like she's like the mother yeah not like the mother but like I wonder if she is a gourmet family member and like kind of offered up her daughter as like a sacrifice I see yeah that was like her way of joining the family Mm mm-hmm Oof, oof, okay. Do we do we let her talk? Do we I let don't know. <laughs> I don't wanna I mean like I don't wanna guide it too much, but Yeah, I kinda just wanna let it go. Yeah. <gasps> oh boy, maybe she is mother. Janine's mom walks up to Jack and wraps her arms around him. Janine's mom whispers, I know. I know. Janine's mom says I'm letting it generate. Oh yeah. Janine's mom says, I'm sorry, Jack. I did what I thought I had to do. Janine's mom looks up at you. Janine's mom says, I forgive you. Who is she saying that to? I feel like it was someone who wasn't Jack. To like us. Us. I forgive you for trying to to take in Jack. Janine's mom says, Jack, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I should have realized Janine had a secret. And Janine did love you, Jack. Janine's mom says, God, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Janine's mom says, Please don't give up hope, Jack, Janine's mom says. I wish I had a thousand chances to give you that warning, Jack, Janine's mom says. 
I love you too, Jack. Janine's mom says, I know I've made things harder for, for you than necessary, but I want to help you get out of this. I believe in you. Um, should we step in and be like, man? Yes, excuse me? <laughs> Would you like to ex- like extrapolate on that to us? I said, um, ma'am, who are you? How do you know about Jack? And what do you know about Janine's death? Janine's mom says. <laughs> it's all liars all the way down. Janine's mom says, I'm Janine's sister. Janine was a good person, and you're not the only person she tried to warn. I understand how you feel, and I want to help you. I'm Janine's mother. Janine and I were friends. Janine confided in me. Janine's mom says, Janine's love for you brought her to her end. <laughs> this woman is unhinged. Yeah, I'm I'm more creeped out by her than I have yeah. been by Jack in a long time. Yeah, like, because she, like, Jack always seems in control. She, she is yeah. not. She is crazed. She's like a like a zealot. She feels like like a cult leader. A cult like, leader. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she is like the gourmet mother. Yeah, ma'am. Uh, what is your last name and what does it anagram to? <laughs> mother gourmet, the head <laughs> chef. <laughs> uh, should we ask? Like, I-, I feel like we should just straight up ask. Like, are you part of the gourmet family? Yeah, I feel like she's insane enough that she'll tell us. Oh, do you think Jack was trying to become like the prince of the family by marrying Janine? Oh. The layers of like Janine's mom says in and out of quotes are mind bending. <laughs> yeah, the, there's so many quotes around everything that it's hard to tell what is dialogue, what is like a quote within a quote. I I don't. I say, ma'am, are you part of the gourmet family? Janine's mom says, no, I'm not. And she's like, I'm not part of it. I am it. Janine's mom says, Janine was a loner. Janine's mom says, Janine's mom says. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I ask, did you cause her death? Did Jack? Janine's mom says. Janine's mom, sorry. <laughs> Janine's mom says. Janine's mom says. Janine's mom says. Janine's death was Janine's own doing. Janine was a good person. Janine's mom says. <laughs> I, I'm, I feel like actually, you know what? I'm going I'm to talk to Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. Somehow a good idea. I'm going to be blunt because I want answers. I'm going to say, Jack, is this woman the head of your crime family? Janine's mom says, no. Janine's mom says, Janine was my friend. Janine's mom says, Janine has a sister. <laughs> I want Jack. I'm, I might do a Jack says to like get yeah. him to say something. Jack says, I can't help you here. And then Janine's mom starts talking again. Same as Maximilian. Jack says... Her name is Janine's mom. Jack says, I'm sorry, Janine's mom. Janine's mom says, I love you, Janine. Janine's mom says, Jack says, forgive me, Janine. (laughs) These, okay, these guys are off the fucking deep end. What do we do? What, like, we, what, what, I feel like we're so close to something, but these two people are just, like, unhinged together. Um, yeah, I feel like we need to... I, I got something here. Okay. I don't know which one of us is in more danger, but Justin escorts Janine's mom out of the room so Allison and Jack can talk one-on-one. Ooh, okay, this is good. Jack says, I should go. Janine's mom looks upset. 
<laughs> Janine's mom pops back in the room. Please stay. Janine's mom says, I'm sorry, Jack, but there's nothing I can do. We need to, like, get her, like, out, yeah. out. Justin and Janine's mom leave. Jack says to Allison, oh, nothing. <laughs> All right, I tried to give even more narration there. Uh, Janine's mom and Justin have left. Okay. They're okay. out of earshot. Oh. Jack and Allison are talking to each other, alone now. Jack says, Allison, I need you to know Janine's secret. Allison says, this feels weird for, like, for me to not say... <laughs> Like to like, I want to like let it continue, but I want to. <laughs> should I say yeah, what you I go, say? Allison says, "Yeah, go on." <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. What should I? Should I like what? Allison should... says nothing, so Jack can keep talking. <laughs> should I like continue or like hit continue? Maybe should, you should say, say something like... just to make sure that yeah, it doesn't mess it up. Allison says, "Yeah, tell me." Jack says, "Janine was in love with me." I say, really? You? Janine's love for you brought her to her end. Maybe like Jack Jack protests or like Jack. Jack. I, I'm just going to say Jack says again because I just, yeah. it's the only way to get him to talk these days. Yeah, yeah. Maybe change it from Jack says to like Jack finally tells the truth or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's so stuck on Janine's yeah. mom says. That was like a good characterization for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is something... Yeah. This is interesting. Okay, well, okay, maybe this is a, okay. I said Jack finally tells the truth in narration and it didn't necessarily like yeah. say what he, he said. He told you the truth like off camera. And then I repeated, Janine wanted to be a vampire. And Janine's mom, okay, <laughs> Janine's mom says he can't have you. <laughs> um, I'm even gonna, I'm gonna spice that a little bit. I'm gonna get rid of the last Janine's mom says yeah. so it doesn't narrate and I'm gonna set, I'm gonna put it like this so it was past tense, so... Like this is this is what caused the problem. Yeah. Uh you you're explaining Janine wanted to be a vampire and Janine's mom said he can't have you. Yeah, okay. This is something. What do we, like what does this what does this mean to us? Like did she So wait, is Jack a vampire and Is that what like Is she a vampire? Is is the mom a vampire? Like he's a vampire and and He's just been like calling it being a cannibal this whole time, like a freak. Like I bet the other vampires hate that. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking that that's a way to like cover for the fact that he's a vampire, but he covers by making it so much worse. So much worse. <laughs> um, you know, like it would really make sense, Jack being a vampire. He's very vampire-like. Yeah, it it clicked when that came up. Like yeah. I didn't hate it. It is funny that that means Jake is also a vampire. He's <laughs> just a simple country vampire. Um, Love that. But I feel like a way more, um, a way more, uh, 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 like ethical vampire because he probably he's, he's just like he keeps himself on a farm and probably like feeds on like farm yeah. animals. <sighs> yeah, I feel like that makes a lot is clicking with them being yeah. vampires. <laughs> And it sounds like it's not that far of a logical jump and the fact that we've never like thought this before. And like it's a family and they yeah. might be eternal and like And they're like w like it seems like they're related, but maybe they're not. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. That you can like induct other people in the family by yeah. them, like eat. Yeah. Okay. Should I just like take this reveal for what it is and like well, okay. Here's here's what I think we have to do to end this for now. We have to yeah. figure out what we're going to do with Jack if we're going to send him home on a plane. Um, maybe if we can find a way to, like, send him home and be on, like, house arrest with 
Jake, but for real? Like, can we send somebody to, like, escort him home to Tennessee and, like, keep an eye on him? And then, like, you, me, and Joshua can have, like, a roundup and then call it a day? Yeah. Can we, like... Who who do we trust here? Like the mall security guard. Mall security guard. We can send him on a field trip. Inspector Roboto. <sighs> I don't like tying that's up Roboto in this world. Yeah, that's too chaotic. Yeah. Um. Do we have like you said? Do we have anyone? I don't who's know. The only one I can think of is Wade Wolf, Joshua's uncle. <laughs> I've thought about calling him earlier, but I feel like he's more like he's not he very can... interesting. Yeah, he can kind of like look after Joshua, but I don't think yeah. he's the man for this. Job. I do think we should send him, like Joshua, home to him after this. But yeah, who? Maybe I have to go. You're gonna go to Tennessee. I, I don't wanna. But should I just? Should we just Jack's both go? The then? only ten I see. <laughs> should we just? Should we just take him? Yeah, I think it's time that me and you go with Jack to Tennessee. Maybe you you go. I'll explain to Peter and Joshua that. Okay, uh, wait a second. Five seconds ago, you were like, I guess I'm going to go to Tennessee. And now the second I said I'm going, you're like, that's a great idea. Actually, you go <laughs> with Jack. I'll stay here, not with Jack. Yeah, look, I, I reevaluated my options and I realized going to Tennessee with just them probably doesn't end well for me. No, it's going to be fine. We're both going to go. It's either we yeah. both go yeah, or yeah. one of us go. We're we're both going to Tennessee. That really sounds like you're going to say it's either both of us go or neither goes. No, it's either both goes or just one of us goes or maybe neither. <laughs> or the wars. Those are all the possible options. <laughs> or we just fight them right here, right now. Um, <laughs> or we all go to a jail cell in Tennessee. Yeah. Let's let's go to Jack and Jake's gourmet yeah. family coven. Gourmet coven? family no, that's coven. Witches. Where do where do vampires live? I don't know if there's manners. Like, sure, they didn't yeah. even call it like gourmet manner. It, I'm pretty sure it's called the gourmet manner. Yeah, were we always making them vampires and didn't know? <laughs> he literally looks like a vampire in our Sims design too. Are we stupid? I think we're stupid. <laughs> should okay? Should I just like put a whole like narration story in? Yeah. Okay. This is this is what I'm going to say to tie it up. We'll see what it says in response, and then I think we will call it a day. Allison and Justin send Joshua home to his uncle in Boston, and then Allison and Justin escort Jack home to the family manor in Tennessee to be kept under a watchful eye with his brother Jake. This is where it continues. Janine is buried in the Rose Cemetery in New Orleans. Six years okay. later, you're a vampire hunter. You've just slain your 20th vampire <laughs> Wow, we started a whole new career path based on this. Wow, six years later. I feel like New Orleans is a, a vampire-y city. Too, oh, it so fully is, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That does that make a lot Janine of sense. Was buried. Yeah, okay, this is, well, this is an interesting place to leave off, and we surprisingly did learn a lot. Yeah, we, we like, it looked like it was going nowhere, then there was this, like, 11th hour reveal of something that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah! Fuck, dude, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's where we've left them. We'll have to follow up on that vampire hunter thing another time, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually going anywhere. Also, the, a track record of slaying 20 vampires in six years, what, that's, like, nearly four a year, like, three or four a year? It's not too yeah, bad, it's right? pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, you know, yeah, hunting like one vampire in a couple of months, yeah. like, you're, you're doing better than like Van Helsing or something. <laughs> yeah, how many he get? Just that one? 
I'm thinking back to when we met Kayla, the ghost hunter who was afraid of ghosts. Did maybe we were just like unaware that she was also a vampire hunter and like. Oh, probably. It's like like we just learned about the existence of vampires in this world. (laughs) Yeah, we've been filling in like ghost or vampire, all the like cannibal, cannibal, like all these other things because we didn't know what a vampire is. Yeah. But now we do, huh. and we've killed yeah. twenty of them apparently in six years. Um, well, yeah, that's that's the story as we've left it now. Um, very interesting twist, and uh, we'll we'll have to be back to it at some point. Um, but for now, if you have um anything you'd like to share with us, like the um incredible pieces of work that we shared at the top of the show, you can send them to us by email. Uh, that's robots at batcamp.org, and you can also tweeted us at robot typewriter and we have a song that's our theme song and it's called video challenge by anamanaguchi and yeah maybe maybe next week or at least soon we'll be wrapping up the the ballad of count jacula count jacula i can't believe <laughs> it really feels and count like- jacula <laughs> god should we do? Should we just give it a, a one a one more click to see if anything comes out of it? Yeah, let's see what happens in our vampire hunting <laughs> career. I'll click it. The local television news runs a story about an attempted mass vampire slayer and how a team of vampire hunt- hunters stopped the madness. The next day, you're <laughs> called into the vice principal's <laughs> office. You're not sure if you like it, but you've become good at it. You're a regular in the back of the book. You're a regular in the back of the book. The top vampire killers. You're a living legend. Okay. I like that we're part of this like vampire slaying organization that is structured in a way that it has a vice principal. <laughs> yeah, it's like a vampire. Uh, it's like we went to a vampire academy yeah. we're in our sixth year of seven. It's like a Hogwarts for yeah. vampire slayers. Wow. Well, that's quite a strange uh, cliffhanger and really an unexpected turn in our personal story. Um, I'm still like blown away. We never realized that they always have been characterized as vampires. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. So sorry. We're stupid. Yeah. Look, maybe you already figured it out. I'm yeah. Sure Marissa has a 16,000 word uh, I know. Yeah. I couldn't post it until written. we figured it out. For she can finally. Yeah, exactly. She can finally publish that one. Yeah.